She's Buffy. Uh, Inca Dummy Girl? Is that the Inca right? Inca Mummy Girl. <laughs> oh, God. I wrote Inca Dummy Girl and was like, why is it called Inca Dummy Girl? <laughs> it's because of the crappy cursive on the disc. Okay? It's not the show's fault. I love the design of the DVDs. It's amazing. <laughs> We're on a new disc next, next week. Yeah, this is the end of disc one of... Season two of the DVDs. That's right. Uh, And we end off with an amazing... So last episode was a very amazing, plot-driven, new, iconic characters. And this episode just had to, like, wash it clean and (laughs) go back before, you know. Yes. And do some of our favorite um, episode of the week. Yes. Mm -hmm. We've reached our first... We had our first... The show starts in kind of like a valley, and we've had our first peak, and now we're going back into a valley. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. Uh, There's lots to talk about in this episode. Of course there is. Mm -hmm. There always is. (laughs) Well, let's get started. So, Marmar, what's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. Take us through the episode. Okay. We start in beautiful, sunny California. It is like... The nicest day I've ever seen. I know. At Sunnydale. It's so beautiful. I was I like, I want to live in California. <laughs> it's yeah. a huge part of the show. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's almost it's almost like shows set in hot weather are a different genre to us people from the north. Yeah, we're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It all it looks like a vacation. It doesn't look like real life. Yeah, like all of that's it looks- your everyday going to school. Yeah. I hate these children, privileged <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, but it's beautiful. I was like, but is this the start of the school year? Is it like October? Uh, I don't know. No. I mean, they had parent-teacher interviews like last September time. So I don't know what year what year, <laughs> what day year it is. is it? Uh, I Okay, I would say it's September, go- going on the fact that, like, there's, like, one or two episodes per week in this season. Okay. Potentially. Okay. Um. So so it's the fourth week of school? Sure, maybe. So September but or it's October. it's very beautiful. It's, like, yeah. deep summer. Uh, anyways, I just had to touch on that. Yes. Uh, they're talking about this exchange student program yes. that is going to be happening at this school. All these exchange students are going to come spend two weeks in Sunnydale. Yes. Uh, and then we go to the museum. Is it called the Sunnydale Museum? Yes. <laughs> and it's World Culture Days. Uh-huh. And that's, it's going to be world, <laughs> it's going to be the World Culture Dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about the World Culture Dance later. Uh, we'll get to that. So they're learning about culture, so they're going to the museum to learn about culture. Yes. Uh, this museum is quite large for, I don't know what the size of the town Sunnydale is. Like, is it like 30,000 people? It says on the, it says on that sign. Hmm. Um, oh, that spike runs into? Yeah. Does it say on that sign? It says on a sign. Mm-hmm. It might not have been that sign. <laughs> but no, the population is like, I want to say it's like 300,000. Okay. So, well... I'm just going to make a comparison that I know about. Regina is like 250,000. Yeah, about. it sounds right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Regina had a few museums. <laughs> <laughs> so now I buy it. This would be an appropriate size museum for a city of that size. They've got a big uh, South American Inca. Touring exhibit. Touring exhibit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's toured all around. And Rodney, a character who yes. was in for five seconds. He's God's gift to the bell curve, if you <laughs> want to use Xander's description. That's very witty for Xander. Very witty. Yeah. <laughs> Def- and not bottom of the bell curve humor, Yeah, like sometimes Xander can be. <laughs> Absolutely. It was very good. Uh, Rodney is, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He is shaving yeah. with a knife a, uh, an artifact, a, like a mask. He's like shaving it into a bag. 
What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's so bizarre. He's I, weird. Yeah, it was like, is he defacing it? Is he carving his name into it? It was just so I weird. love the idea of him carving his name into it because that seems so real. Yeah. But no, I think he's carving, I think he's taking like, he's like taking his own samples. <laughs> he's a super weirdo. Yeah, this is fucked up. This is maybe a crime like that you could be charged with tampering Which with. is why Willow, <laughs> who's always looking out for everyone, goes over and mm. is like, you shouldn't be doing that. You could get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm horrified. But all of the weird losers have a soft spot for Willow. I know. This whole episode was kind of like <laughs> like a sad Willow. Like she's pathetic <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> it's so cute. I know. Everyone has to go through their pathetic craze. <laughs> Don't they? They do. Uh, and it, yeah. Willow does a lot, but she was very extra cute in this yeah. episode. Uh, so there is a tour guide in this museum. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know me, I've worked as a tour guide for, you know, over a decade. I've also worked as a tour guide. <laughs> yes. We're both ex-tour ex guides. guides. Uh, so we know what a good tour is and what a bad tour is. It takes years of practice. Yeah. And this man sucked. Uh, yeah, he did suck. You don't need a microphone when there's four people on the tour. He looked like he was going to show me where Cinema City 6, uh, <laughs> Cinema and your 10. theater's right here. Yeah, that's what he looked. He, he you know, what a weird... Um, it was outfit, but it was also energy. It was the energy. Yeah, here you go. Here's the income, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... I just wrote human remains. Uh, I'm going to talk more about human remains in museums later in Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. But there is on display human remains of a Inca mummy. Yeah. Or dummy, as some might call Inca them. Inca girl. So I will say, um, ugh, I will say now, I'm just going to go for it. I'm mm -hmm. going to go into it right now. Okay. So I went to Peru mm -hmm. to see the Inca princess who this character is it's based about? off of her name is actually Juanita that's her name oh, cool um and she is from the Incan period and she was a human sacrifice they bonked her on the head with a rock after they got her quite drunk she was chosen when she was 14 she lived two years knowing she would be sacrificed this was the tradition they would walk her up a a, a pretty small mountain um and make the sacrifice. And she, they didn't, they buried them in, in the mountain. The kind of soil that she was buried in preserved her. Mm. So she does have hair. She does have what looks like, like a final layer of skin on the old bones. Oh, yeah. But this, rewatching this episode made me realize that, like, I became quite obsessed with Incan culture and human sacrifice, especially the sacrifice of women or female people. Mm -hmm. Um. And I really wonder if it was because of Buffy, too. Like, uh, I just wonder yes. if every fucking thing <laughs> about me is this this show. So I'm really happy about it. God, I've had a great life. <laughs> <laughs> because of the show. Because of the show. It exposed me to this culture, an episode that is fraught with issues, <laughs> but it still exposed me to this thing that I spent a lot of my life oogling and googling and thinking about and researching and reading and then eventually it was my very first trip is it that because you saw trip. this episode yes holy shit Jenna. <laughs> i had no idea that's yeah. why you fucking went to peru yeah oh my god i, mean, I also <laughs> went because my my in, my incredible friend Marin, she traveled a lot um because her mom is this world traveler lady hmm. um on a budget on a on a on a penny farthing but um <laughs> but there anyway so so but this was my first trip because i didn't travel as a kid mm -hmm. at all so so this was it and it was amazing oh my god you are buffy i know <laughs> you love inking culture so so that's my rant about the fact that this is loosely based on a real would you call it an artifact if it's a person um no it would be called human remains. Okay. So, yeah. oh my God. Okay. So these are the human remains. They're based on real human remains, I guess. Yeah. 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 The idea of showing human remains in a museum has very recently um, gone through a lot of discussion 
in the community because it's a very traditional way of what we um, look at in museums. Like going to a museum, you're going to see a mummy. It's like a classic museum trip. All the movies always show you like going through like Egyptian mummies and stuff. So mummies are just like a classic museum trope. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very interesting to talk about uh, regarding these sort of like quote-unquote dead cultures. Like Mm -hmm. it's far enough back that we feel removed Mm. from them and we don't bury people like this, etc. So very interesting. Yes, I wonder if – this shift that you're mentioning that you've noticed in your in in the industry has made it to Juanita, the girl I saw. Oh, I'm uh, curious. I don't know. I wonder. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Juanita or Impata, Impata yes, uh, is is the princess in this um, display that they're looking at. Uh, so her like body, her like mummified body is out, and they're like looking at her. Uh, and afterwards we see this mummy come to life and kiss Rodney because Rodney is trying to like, what the fuck, steal this artifact? I mean, would you say that you know it's kissing at that stage? Um, it's, no, it, it, it looked like sucking the life out of, or just, you you didn't see the kissing thing. You, it could have been a vampire thing. Totally. mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I was curious about that. If the kissing theme is something that develops to kind of reverse damsel Mm. the situation. Yeah, totally. Um, But yeah, yeah, like sucking his life force from her mouth or from her eye holes or something. It's very Dementor. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, So that's the, like, opening whole scene in the museum. God, I love that they went to the museum. I knew they must have at some point in this show. Well, we went to the zoo. We were going to go to the museum. Uh, Every town has one. Uh, So that's sort of the end of the opening scenes. And then there's the credits. Okay. And then we're, like, travel to the library. And Mm -hmm. we're with Buffy. She's, like, training with Giles. And she's like, but I want to go to the world culture dance <laughs> she's basically beating the shit out of him yeah. until he <laughs> lets her go he's like ow my arm <laughs> i will go and get an ice pack you know you so do cute. that child you do that again she just wants to like experience a normal thing she's like but can't i just go for like one evening like how long is a school dance three hours yeah she can't even be off duty for three hours yeah and all Charles has to say is buffy you're the chosen one. And it's like, end of conversation. And But this time, no. Mm-hmm. The dynamic between Giles and Buffy is so wonderful mm-hmm. in this episode. It's so parental. Mm-hmm. You get like this, no, you can't do that. You get this like natural push and pull, this bargaining yep. that happens. And there's this bargaining um, happens throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. And it really starts to develop so well in this season. It's so fun. He's her dad. Yes. Like, Joyce, I can't believe Joyce shows up in this fucking episode. What the yes. hell? <laughs> yes. He, it, it's so parental. Anyway, so, but yes. Um, so they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's punching him yeah. and kicking him. And then she wins him over and says, yes. You can go I'm to going the dance. To dance. And he's like, yes, yes. And then Buffy and Xander are there talking about, like, going to the dance and boys and girls and hmm, crushes. And Xander's like, I never thought of Willow like that. She's just my best friend. And she walks in and hears him. I know. It's so sad. I know. This is the start of sad time, Willow. This is the start. This is also a lovely performance moment Hmm. because – and it's a lovely writing moment for them to be like – are you okay? Like, so Xander says, are you okay? And she looks at him and goes, no. And then Buffy goes, why? And she goes, yes, to, to Buffy. And then looks back at Xander and is like, no. Like, I'm not. <laughs> and then looks to Willow and is like, no, Rodney. Rodney never came back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this gives them their first clue that something is amiss. Oh, come on. In all the years you've known Willow, you've never thought about her lips? Buffy, I love Willow. And she's my best friend, which makes her not the kind of girl who I think about her lips that much. She's the kind of girl that I'm best friends with. Hey, guys. Willow! Hi! We were just talking about happy things, like the three of us going to the dance together. See? (laughs) Happy. Not happy. No. Uh, Yes. No. 
Uh, Rodney's missing. Trouble with Mr. Munson again? His parents say he never came home last night. The first clue of Crime Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so They fun. are Crime Club. Oh, I, I love that. I'm going to call them that from now on. <laughs> I love it. The Scoobies will never really catch on for you, but Crime no, Club. Crime will. Club. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, and then they all, yeah, they are like joking about mommy's rising. They're like, ha ha, imagine if mommy rose up and killed him. <laughs> and then it's just cut. <laughs> they can't joke about anything. They're like, oh my God, it's real. And then it's such an awesome cut to them just like walking back into the ex- the exhibit yeah. hall where the human remains are. Where you can just walk in and out of a museum willy-nilly yeah. anytime you like. Yeah, <laughs> especially when there's, like, incredibly – an incredibly precious – Yeah, like, I don't know how old this this body is, but, like, um, century, millennia old. Like, how old are the in- is the Incan culture? Um, I don't know much about South it's, America. It's, like, only five or six hundred years. It's only right before the, the Spanish conquistadors mm. came. So, But still, that's, like, that's oh, an yeah. old-ass body. <laughs> Totally, totally. Uh, That they're just letting in the open air. No, no. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like when when the the conquistadors came, and I don't know about the Inca Incan people, but the Aztec when they made contact with the Aztec, they had guns Mm. already. So so there was so not as long ago as I might think. Because when you think of mummy, you think of Egyptians, which is much older. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like the Egyptians. Uh, like, the Great Pyramids were built 2,500 years before Cleopatra was even born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're way, way old. Yeah. They were, they were built, like, like Stonehenge time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't that old. So this is much more recent. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they're just touching artifacts. They're just touching things. They're yeah, just they do. grabbing the hieroglyphics. Yeah, they're American. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... A guy attacks, oh. uh, and then runs away. Yeah, the guy, guy, the guy, pirate, yes. Incan man. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say that. Sand this um <laughs> sort of sandy pants and like nice blouse pirate guy, <laughs> blousey pirate. Yeah, uh, and then. And then they're like, oh, shit, we forgot to pick up our exchange student. <laughs> it's 40 minutes late. I was like, where the fuck is Joyce? Like, wouldn't she be the one organizing pickup time? Like, well, Buffy does say, I told my mom I'd pick her up. Buffy would just go and... <laughs> yeah, single mom. <laughs> She's busy. at the gallery. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, I wonder if Joyce... Um, is going to see that exhibit as well. Is so she's in the same business, same ministry, kind of. <laughs> so the exchange student's name is Impata. Yes, imp- I think it's Impada. Impada. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, then after this, I wrote this mummy kisses men. This is where you really see her. Yes. Kiss a, a man. She um, kisses the real Impada. Yeah, because she's in her corpse form. She's still corpsey. Uh. So she needed to kiss a couple men before she became a human lady. Well, this whole episode only takes place over 48 hours. Uh-huh. And she has to suck face with Rodney, mm-hmm. with the real Impata. Um, later on, she sucks face with Pirate Guy. Uh-huh. And then she's – so, yeah, it seems like she woke up in the – she woke up after the field trip with Rodney. And yeah. now it's night. So she's turned back into a mummy. So it feels like she needs to feed, like, every eight hours or so. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's a lot of menses to kill. I mean, she doesn't always have to kiss a man, but she she does. um, Yeah. Because her human form is fucking beautiful. Like, this is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, And she actually has eyebrows, unlike any other person (laughs) in this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, any other yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and her eyebrows are beautiful. Uh this mummy kisses men and they turn into mummies is what I wrote. Yeah, true, she's, true, true. She's a mummy maker. And Xander says, "I caramba." <laughs> um do you think this is a Simpsons reference or do you think it's not a Simpsons reference. I think it's not a Simpsons reference. Okay, he's just saying "ay caramba" because it's sort of like a funny. Yes, and these people, these 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 American white children are 
um, uh, mistakenly associating Spanish culture with um, <laughs> South American indigenous Quechua. They keep like who's, so it's 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 just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly they're not the only people who make this assumption about the South American indigenous people, of course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but like yeah, an Incan person wouldn't be speaking Spanish. An no. Incan person wouldn't be speaking uh, an Incan language. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> truly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Buffy's kitchen, I wrote Princess Beautiful. Um, I was just oh, in rapture. Oh, we can call her Princess Beautiful. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Uh, but because she's not really Impata. Um, no, she's the princess that was the chosen mummy princess yeah. too. So we'd never find out her real name. No, we don't. She never says it. No, she's yeah. maybe she forgot it. Uh, yeah. it's been so long. Uh, but they're hanging out in Buffy's kitchen. She's like, I want to be like you, normal. Yes. <laughs> they're yes. like, we will teach you. <laughs> yes. And the double meaning there, of course, is like, uh, yes, it's like, I want to be an American, whatever. And it's also just, I want to be from the 20th century, um, not dead anymore. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> kind a of fridge, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Have you... <laughs> One of my favorite movies is Encino Man. It's like one of my favorite weird movies I love. Have you seen it? No. We should, I have the DVD. We should watch it. Okay. Um, it is a, a Brandon Fraser's very young. Oh. He's probably, I don't know, he's 18 or 20. It's like one of his first movies. And Sean Astin is also young. Oh, you love him. Polly Shore. They're all oh. in high school and they find um, a a man trapped in ice and it's Brendan Fraser and he is like from a prehistoric oh, times. I've heard about and this And they film. melt him down and take him to high school. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so stupid. They melt him down. They melt him out of his ice cube and they teach him how to like roller skate. What time stuff. is he from? Oh, he's from like, uh, like he's Jurassic. Like he's like a prehistoric man. Okay. Um, he doesn't speak language. He writes hieroglyphics. It's like very offensive too, but... Yeah, well, these Blast from the Past films don't date well. No. These Blast from the Past episodes do not date well. No, but it's funny. She she blends in remarkably well, oh, but yeah. she's also been observing. So um, she has been, her mind has been in this corpse as she's been transported Her spirit around. is trapped. Yeah. Yes. So she has, like, learned language by listening for, like, for like a hundred years or hundreds yes. of years in Boston and New York, New York. and wherever. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, so she knows about like modern culture, but she's never she been does. able to get out of her coffin. Yes. Okay. She's just had people slobber on her. Because there's not even a fucking stanchion in sight. Yeah, or <laughs> I know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> and then I wrote, Oh my god, Cordelia has a greaser boyfriend. Yes. Uh, and then Seth Green shows up. <laughs> Hello, Seth. Nice goatee. Nice to meet you. My uh, name's Jenna. This is my best friend, Marley. She's <laughs> going to be in love with you. <laughs> Definitely. It was kind of a low-key introduction, hey? Oh, it yeah. was sort of like... Oh, but it's so Oz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so Oz. I I have such a soft spot for Oz. He's so cute. And um, I knew Seth Green was in this yes. show. I didn't know when or where or how or why, but excellent. Um, <laughs> this is great. Spike and Seth and yep. uh, and he's got a great goatee, great yep. high school goatee. Yeah, he's got his little polished nails. Yeah, he's so cute. And he's just, he came, he came for Willow. <laughs> yes. So is he new to the school? You'll see. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. I was that. like, they must have they all know each other. Like, Willow mm-hmm. know, knows every, like, minor character. Willow's like, hey, Rodney, maybe you should. Like, she knows everybody. Yep. So it's weird that she doesn't know him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're in this band. And so this is, like, Cordelia's <laughs> boyfriend of the week. And they're in some band. And yes. they're going to play the school dance His tonight. His name is Devin. And she says, like, Devon, no, 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 oh, my God, hi, I'm not going to be, like, one of those groupie girls who hangs out at the end of the stage or whatever. She does that great speechify thing. And her, well, we'll get to this outfit, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, But, yes, and then she's horribly rude to Sven. Sven. Um, and so begins the torture that Cordelia will inflict on this poor exchange student. Yes, so sad. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny though, Sven. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and we just get Cordelia of the past. We're like, oh, you haven't changed at all. Yeah, you're a real bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in Giles' office, they bring Impada to to crack the code. Yeah, of the hieroglyphics. Because they're, Giles stole the artifact from the museum to see what it said because it would say what was happening. Maybe. It was the only Maybe. clue. It was their only clue. Um, and she's like, oh, and like makes up a lie about what's on the, yes. the plate, on yes. the shield or whatever they call it. Seal. Yeah. On the seal. Yeah. Because it's about her. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like, keep her asleep or she'll kill all men. Yes. And they're like, <laughs> she, she says that, that they should hide it. And then later on, she says they should destroy it. Mm. But she doesn't want, yeah, she really doesn't want um, anyone to do anything with that seal or learn anything about that seal. Right. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. So Xander's like, I will show Impada around. Mm-hmm. And, and then Willow's like sad and is like, they really like each other. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's uh, someone's got to show Impata around so that the crime club, archaeology club at this time, can do their work without Impata being there. And Xander volunteers, volunteers everyone that he'll be doing it. And then yeah. they go eat Twinkies in the bleachers. It's so cute. Yeah. They actually, like, this actress does such a lovely job, like, yeah. of, like, you don't hate her at all. She's so sweet and yeah. is so, like obviously into Xander like genuinely and yes. thinks he's funny and it's so cute. Yes. It's tragic. Uh <laughs> it is. Cause she's not actually a bad person. She has to like kill men that's sort of to not live. her fault. Because yeah. it is the people who And because <laughs> she was killed by men. Mm-hmm. Um it she was sacrificed for no reason, yeah. really. And we get this great t- like Really, like I don't know, level one talk on on the human sacrifice that the show is about. Mm. Like slayers are human sacrifice. Yeah, um, placing the burden of saving the world onto one girl's shoulders is a task everyone will eventually fail. Mm-hmm. It is long term human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So and so they have this great moment after this moment in the bleachers where they go, oh no no, maybe they've already had this moment. Mm. They've they, yeah, they have. In the In the bedroom. bedroom? When yeah. they're chatting before the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're chatting and swapping stories and Buffy's like, don't worry, you're going to make a lot of friends. Uh, what Like she asks about where she's from, like what, what it's like where she's from. And then they sort of have like a, a moment of sharing some common ground about this being the chosen one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I like it because they don't – it's not, like, super o- obvious. Like, it, it is, but it's not – they don't beat you about the head with it. Yeah. Like, um, it's it's nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So then we get um, Duder, a uh, pirate guy, attacks them in the bleachers after their really heartwarming flirtation with the Twinkies. Twinkies shoving in mouth. <laughs> yes. So they come back. Duder has attacked them in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. They've come back to the library to report this. Um, to crime club. To crime club. <laughs> and then Xander almost spills the beans. I know. You're like, Xander, who is this girl? Yeah, come on. Like, just because you feel really tight, you've known her for less than 24 hours. Um, He's obsessed, infatuated. Oh, yeah. Love at first sight. You know, and like, love at this age is so fast. And So then uh, then Impata storms out because she's upset mm-hmm. uh, because they're not telling her everything and um, and stuff, right? And then she goes to the bathroom. Uh, and then Giles and Buffy plan to go to the museum yes. later, and she can't go to the dance. Yes. And she's like, oh, fine, like, I'll do what I have to do. That's right. They're going to go look for the rest of the pieces of the plate. Yeah, because this guy showed up again. It's, like, not a problem that's not going away. Yeah. And then, and then Impata goes, or the princess goes into the bathroom after Xander asks her to go to the dance, mm-hmm. and this is where we get her sucking face with with um her protector, the beautiful only, man. Yes, he is a, a hot, hot pirate man. Yes, with a scar on his face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So he has been tasked to, um, with his like immortal spirit to keep her yeah. in her tomb. Mm. Um, 
But he fails and she gets him. I beg you. She sucks his face and sucks his life force. Yeah. Do not kill me. You are already dead for 500 years. But it was not fair. I was innocent. The people you kill now, so that you may live, they are innocent. Please. out and it's like, I will go to the I dance with you, Sandra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking extra fresh because she just, you know, didn't powder her nose, but she just sucked a human life force. <laughs> so she's looking really good. Dewey. Yeah. Uh, and then her and Buffy are getting ready for the dance. She says, I don't have any lipstick, but she was just putting lipstick on in the bathroom. Yeah. But maybe she lost it when she fought that man. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not sure about the whole lipstick story. It was just funny to me. (laughs) And then Joyce shows up. Yes. (laughs) For one second. Yeah. It's so funny. They got her in this episode. I wonder why. She just pops right in. Yeah. She's like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah. I am a mother, and I do know there's an exchange student in my house. Would it be weirder? In an episode like this, for Joyce to just not be in it at all? Well, lots of episodes like this, she hasn't been in it at all. Like, Yeah, she just has, like, one line, usually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like she's a bit more regular this season. Yeah, I um, think so, too. Than last season. Last season, there were literally episodes where she just wasn't in it. 100%. Uh, Okay, and then... Xander picks up Impada, and they go to the dance, Mm -hmm. and there is a band playing, and the band's name is Dingo's Ate My Baby. Yes. And it is fronted by Cordelia's boyfriend and Seth Green, Devin, who is just a singer and doesn't even play guitar. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, (laughs) 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 that's what he sounds like, basically. I could really play him. Um, <laughs> it's a whole new world. I'm auditioning for him next time. And Seth Green on the bass, I believe, which is a very cool guy, laid back guy totally. thing to play. Totally, <laughs> totally the bass. And uh, and this is when Cordelia is yelling at her. And so we're at the world <laughs> culture dance now. Yeah. And everyone is dressed in world cultures. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> it's Cultural Appropriation Day, Marley. It's Cultural Appropriation <laughs> Dance. Dance. Uh, yeah. And Cordelia is yelling at her exchange student uh, yeah. to get her drinks yeah. and that he's it's so boring. It's so fucking rude. <laughs> it's so rude. She's horrible. Yes. This poor man. Uh, I feel bad for his exchange. That's horrible. I know. But he makes a friend at the end of the episode. Yeah. So there's, there's something in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no lesson was learned for Cordelia. Nope. Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> and uh, uh, Xander asks Impada to dance. She looks so good. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really cute dance. They're like, gonna kiss. It's like their first kiss. It's her first kiss. It's her first real kiss. Yeah. Not a kiss to, to, to suck. kill someone. Yeah. But like an intimate mm. kiss. And then, of course, she can't. Yeah. It's very, it made me think of Rogue from X-Men. She can't kiss anyone or touch anyone. Well, isn't it nice to have these demons of the week that have this moral internal conflict Mm -hmm. as well as being supernatural and and taking life and and evil? Yeah. It's sort of like Billy is from season one. Totally. um, Who was just traumatized by his terrible baseball coach abuser person mm-hmm. um and and other episodes too where you just have these yeah it's a more complicated villain yeah you like empathize. i was very empathetic the with anti-hero her. instead of the villain and of. wouldn't you if the only way to stay alive was to kill men like wouldn't you do it well and she's a the whole point of this episode is that she was the she's the original victim she's the og yeah why was she chosen yeah. her life was ruined yeah i mean she died yeah well and like 
yeah, the 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 thing about human sacrifice is just um it's just so complicated. The culture especially since so much of that culture has been like totally destroyed and any of the counts are like any literally any of the primary sources are just from the viewpoint of male Spaniards. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so we don't really actually know anything about the human sacrifice yeah. of then. Mm-hmm. We we don't. We know that like the average lifespan was like 33 years old and these these a lot of them were women but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um most all of them were virgins. Mm-hmm. That was the common denom. Interesting. Uh but yeah, there were certainly a lot of a lot of girls. But that is that is far off our beaten track of Buffy <laughs> the Vampire Slayer. I guess we were empathizing with Impata. I, I feel bad for her, and I would kill all men if it meant I could survive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh, but I said, oh, my God, don't kiss Xander, though. <laughs> yeah, they're having a lovely dance. Yeah, and, like, she's like, oh, no, I can't. Like, I need to go kiss this cowboy instead. Uh <laughs> Uh, and then, and then Seth Green on stage sees Willow I know. dressed in, I'm going to say this in quotations, Eskimo outfit. Yes. An Inuit outfit. Yes. Oh, well, we have actually no idea what uh, outfit. Oh, whatever. <laughs> a, a, a northern some kind of. <laughs> oh, she's wearing a parka and she has a harpoon. That's true. She's a, some culture that yeah. <laughs> does that. Yeah. Um, so, but Seth Green sees her yeah. and is like. <gasps> who's that girl? Like, it's so cute. I know, and Devin's like, who, the one cultural exchange student? That Impata. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then Oz is like, no, dude, that girl. And <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, it's so cute. So Impata is, instead of kissing Xander, she, like, um, seduces a cowboy boy yes. to... <laughs> Um, kiss. She's yes. gonna make out with him and steal his life. For super fans out there, you know this is a significant cowboy what? in the closets. That sh- that this is this is an ep- this is where we also get another introduction of a character who isn't just Oz. We get this character as well who doesn't have a name yet. What? <laughs> but this is a fabulous um, character. I can't believe it. So many of these like character of the weeks never come back. I these know. like little one liners, and then some of them will. It's interesting. It's, so you just wait. This is part of the charm of the show is that it isn't not all the ones that just seem really episodic actually end up being insignificant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um but she feels she starts making out with him but she feels bad too. Like it's like a little bit more hesitant than her other kills. Yes. I feel like she's starting to think like feel guilty like there's yeah. Someone must love everyone she's killed. Yeah. Sort of how I interpreted it. Yeah. Like she loves Xander. Yes. She does. Uh, but then Xander shows up and she does start making out with him because they just really want to make out. Yeah. Uh, but then she starts rogue style, like sucking his life out. It's it's exactly like rogue. And she puts her boy in a coma and Xander also just like goes down for the count. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. And uh, she stops herself. Yeah, she does. She does stop herself. She isn't stopped. She stops herself. Mm-hmm. She holds him in his arms because Xander is the damsel yeah. in this show. He's the one that keeps falling for. He is. He's. He. He, he even makes the praying mantis joke before. <laughs> but <so> good. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's pretty wonderful mm-hmm. um, that Xander keeps needing to be saved or mm-hmm. needing to be spared. Spare yeah. Xander's life. <laughs> um, but but then she has a feeling in her guts that Giles is putting the plate back together. Yeah, she and knows. And she says, oh, the seal, and she heads off to the, the museum. seal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And uh, Willow and Buffy find Xander, and think he's like, that was some kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So cute. He's so funny. <laughs> Fuck. And uh, and they drag him to the museum, and then they're doing their last, like, showdown at the museum. Yeah. They're just touching artifacts willy-nilly. I'm sure they, like, broke into the museum, but yeah. there's no security in this small town. 
No, no, and human lives are at stake, Marley. <laughs> human sacrifice. Uh, and Impot is like, you'll never, she does like, ah, oh, just one last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And Impata just comes and smashes the yep. seal. It's awesome. And throws Giles into her coffin. Yep. Sargophagus thing. Yeah. Uh, She's probably strong. Not the right term. Yep. I didn't know she was like, Super strength yep. strong. We usually see this at the same moment that the villainous character sort of um, embraces the dark side, if you will. Mm. If they've been fighting, if it's the kind of episode where they've been fighting with the dark side, stay good, stay good, and then they finally go bad. Mm-hmm. This is usually when we see their strength become activated. Ah, uh, cool. Yep. Which, you know, human beings um, are very, very dangerous and very, very powerful we all cause we there's lots of violence and lots of physical violence in our world mm-hmm. and many of us don't choose to in, not engage that way mm-hmm. so it's the violence for me has always been quite awesome because i i do feel like i do feel like the show is commenting on the the dangerousness of violence and I don't know. And, and it's uncontrollability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a big responsibility when you're very strong, when you're stronger than other people, mm. when you're a hero, when you're – anyway. So I think it, it's a very subliminal and this I maybe just goes with – um, it just goes with the genre. But I think that there's something to it too. But yeah, we get the great line from Buffy being like, you Incans sure don't kiss and tell or whatever. <laughs> and then – uh, I see you've been basically. I see you've been hiding things from me, and then Impata's like, "Well, you haven't been completely forthcoming either, strong, jumpy girl who yeah. just jumped six feet in the air." <laughs> and then they're like, huh, and have like a cool, pretty cool, lots of like high kicks from Buffy yep. to Impata. So like fun yep. fight with them. But Impata handily throws Buffy into the coffin as well. Yeah, she's really strong, and she slams the like lid down. Yeah. And they're sort of trapped in there. And then... And then Willow comes and she chokes Willow. Yeah, she's choking Willow. And Xander's like, get the fuck away from her. This won't hurt. Let her go. If you're going to kiss anybody, it should be me. Xander, we can be together. Just just let me have this one. That's never going to happen. I must do it. I must do it now. Or it is the end for me and for us. No! You want life? You're gonna have to take mine. Can you do that? Yes. And then, uh, yeah, you can see her at the, the, the fucking disgusting mummy arm moving up her arm yeah. and to her neck. Yeah. And then Buffy uh, rips some... Rips, the bo- rips her arms off. Yeah. And they're like, they're like juicy. Like, it's not, I thought it was going to be like dry like a skeleton, but there's like tendons that are ripped oh, yeah. out. It's gross. Fucking weird, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's so weird. And then Xander is traumatized again. <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, and then the little button of the episode. The outro, yeah. yeah. Buffy and Xander walking together and yeah. having a bit of a heart to heart. And then, I don't know, I just got the feeling at the end that Buffy was like, I don't know, was like, she was like, oh, you're my friend. But, like, I just got this little hint of a feeling that Buffy was like, oh, I kind of like Sander. Mm-hmm. Like, just a tiny hint. I don't know if that's real or true or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. but I thought that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair, uh, I think it's a fair thing to feel. It's, Buffy has shut down Xander on numerous occasions, but there's still this, there's still this uh, flirtation that mm. Xander uh, engages in with Buffy. Yeah. Well, well, she doesn't really engage back, and you'll notice in a lot of those conversations, she just looks at him like, "I'm not going to talk about this with you," mm-hmm. uh, or like, "Sure, whatever, Xander." Also, he's just being Xander, sixteen year old boy guy. Yeah. Too, who's like cuckoo for cocoa puffs and girls. <laughs> um. So it's also very. It's just in his character also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what about that scene when when Willow actually says the fucking straight up truth? Hey. No. Yes. I'm caring about mummies. Pada's only staying two weeks. 
Yeah. And then Xander can find someone else who's not me to obsess about. At least with you, I knew he didn't have a shot. Well, you know, I have a choice. I can spend my life waiting for Xander to go out with every other girl in the world until he notices me, or I can just get on with my life. Good for you. Well, I didn't choose yet. Willow's so great. She just knows full well the situation yeah, she's in. Yeah, she's not, like, delusional. She's just... Eh. And this is the problem when you have these feelings. You can't logic yourself out of them. They just sort of have to... You have to let them sort of happen yeah. and go away or, or whatever. But it's really hard to just be like, stop feeling these things. Yeah. Uh, so it's amazingly self-aware for Willow to, like, realize that. Yeah. These are her options. Yep. But at the very end, like, Seth Green is like, who's that girl? Like, he... And he tries to talk to her at the bronze, yeah. but she runs off to go save the world. So again. I can't wait for him to be like, hi, I'm Seth Green. <laughs> oh, the next couple episodes are really fun. Okay, great. Well, maybe not the next one. This episode was still fun. It was still probably better than a lot of episodes in season one. I mean, I give... I give some... Some... Yeah, the episodes are great. They're great. Mm -hmm. But when you're watching with someone who's never seen it before, in my brain, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what about Angel? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what about Spike? It has to, we have to, I have to be wanting more. Like, it's just like the master. I'd go a couple episodes and be like, where's the master? (laughs) Like, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's just, um, so I'm anticipating when that will happen again, but. (sighs) We it's had to so go good. here. <laughs> I know it's so good. Okay, bye, Inca Mummy Girl. Lila, uh, you were you were really nice and everything, but um, uh, we have to go on to our next section. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Some assembly required. Okay, Marmar. Some assembly required. Take me through the fashion of the episodes. What were who wore it best? Who wore it better? And what were the outfits that should never be worn again? Well, uh, I often say Cordelia wore it best because Cordelia is, I think, the fashion queen of yeah. Sunnydale. Uh, so let's start off the top with Cordelia's, like, a museum outfit. We mm-hmm. also see it in the full Sunnydale sun, which is why I was, like, dazzled. Um, Cordelia loves to wear these kind of high-necked spaghetti strap, almost haltery looking tops. Mm-hmm. But this dress slash separates, was it separates? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She often wears these little we'll separates. We'll find some pictures. Well, but she wears sets. Yeah, these yeah, these like sets. Yeah. I want those. Oh, so cute. But regardless, it was sort of a dress, but it had a weird like people pattern on it. Like there were like little Well, it was people. culture days. <laughs> Maybe that was it. I'm it was like sure. world. That's so funny. Cause it was like I was like, I love this fit, this cut of this dress, but the pattern is so, like, kindergarten teacher. Well, I think Cordelia, <laughs> like, we've talked about, for a popular girl, she's really involved. I know. <laughs> Theming everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, her school spirit is off the charts. It is off the charts. Uh, charts. Uh, and also, what's off the charts is her green, chunky slip-on heels. You can yeah. just see them for a second when she's, like, walking in the Inca tower, but they're amazing (laughs) they're they're so bright i love them yeah yeah and to match those with that dress it's so weird (laughs) it's great uh and then worst outfit of the episode maybe willow this is one of them it's always willow but yeah those white (laughs) overalls it is a painter suit what the hell Oh, she looks like that, or she looks like Luigi. Yeah. From, <laughs> she looks like she's going to drive my Mario Kart. It's like a shapeless sack of uh, overalls. It's so funny because Buffy also wears overalls in this episode, but they look so cute. But Willow's look hideous. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. This is like maybe the worst outfit of the episode. <laughs> oh, Cordelia's hair and outfit, her hair. It's her bangs are blown back. Yeah, when she's meeting with Devin and Seth Green. Yes. It's incredible. It's like 80s hair. Yes. It's like cuz it's blown and like um like hairsprayed in place and they're and they're so tall. 
It's amazing. It's perfect. I couldn't believe that hair. It was wild. It's like it's like 80s Farrah Fawcett meets Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I was dazzled by yeah. that hair. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, she's incredible. That scene itself is really good because that's the scene we meet Oz. And mm-hmm. he's in his like punky. Yeah, he's boy. sort of grungy. Yeah. Um, it's it's totally Nirvana inspired, like Does the facial hair tell you <laughs> anything about Oz? Well, God, goatees are <laughs> What about just straight up the fact that he has facial hair? Uh so I don't know. <laughs> I guess people in high school we're getting facial hair. Yeah, and experimenting. Yeah. So not everyone could do facial hair in high school. Yeah. Only like really hairy men or like maybe men who went through puberty faster got yeah. their facial hairs. But I'm he's just, still quite a like a small guy. He looks like he's in high school, I feel. Yeah. 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 Except for this goatee, but yeah. it's awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The other worst outfit of the episode is just Willow's hat, that blue. It's like a, it's, I think it's knitted or crocheted. It's and like it's, a silvery blue, yeah. light, weird metallic blue. Yeah, and it's, it's like knitted and it curls up. It's just a circle. It's a boater. Is that what those are called? No, it's not a boater. I don't know. It's, it's not a beanie. It's handmade. It's handmade, <laughs> and it's, like, curled up at the edges. I hope Willow made this. Like, I hope I'm she, sure she did. Yeah, because I'm a knitter, and so, like, I would totally experiment with knittings. But this is, like – also, it was so beautiful outside. Why is she wearing this, like, knitted hat? I don't know. It's like a bucket hat, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Buffy's hair is really good in that scene, though. Mm. Like, when she's when, – when she introduces Impata to Giles – and Giles is like, hello, nice to meet you. And he's got that really forced smile <laughs> on his face. It's so creepy. <laughs> and then, and then, but you realize it's because he's like, I'd like to just quickly get into business and ask you if you yeah. know anything about this <laughs> seal. And Buffy's like, that was awkward. <laughs> and I'm so glad she says it because otherwise it would leave it's Giles so on the hook for a really creepy moment. But yeah. we get to see someone's like, wow, Giles. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he never acts like that. Yeah. Um. Also in this scene, I just noticed... Buffy's eyebrows are so thin. They're, like, the thinnest I've ever seen them. I know, but she can do no wrong. Oh, I mean, they look great. It it looks great. It's just, like, her eyebrows, if you go that thin, they sometimes won't come back. I know. <laughs> I did it. And I'm it's still suffering the consequences. I know. We've all done it. Like, I don't pluck my eyebrows at all, and they don't – they're never going to be, like, in potas. I wish I could have eyebrows. They're but never going to be we like We were ruined in the 90s and the early Actually, 2000s. Actually, yeah. Yes, we were. <laughs> Buffy's eyebrows look great, but they're just – those eyebrows are just so funny to look back on now because you're yeah. like, just let them grow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she looks amazing. Uh, and Impata, this is so amazing you pointed this out to me because I didn't make the connection that she was wearing these like boy clothes. Yeah. Because they don't look like boy clothes. They just look like, she just looks like a cute casual girl with these cute high-waisted pants, like jeans and little gray t-shirt. It's very casual, like so opposite of Buffy. Yeah. But beautiful girls always look amazing when they're just wear like understated, like simple plain clothes. She's a princess. Yeah. She's a fucking royal mystical princess Mm -hmm. person. Which, yeah, they communicate that to us very effectively by casting the most beautiful person. Yes. Um, but, yeah, she's just wearing actual impadas, like, travel, travel yeah. wear. I didn't put that together before you said, but there was, like, men's underwear in her suitcase. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she looks very cute in, in her little high-waisted denim. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy's overalls look great. Hers are denim and just just better than Willow's, like, yeah. oversized. Yes. Jumpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joyce's hair, it's not her best hair day. No, no, it's not. It's, it's all crinkled. It's like flat. Yeah, it's crinkled and flat. It's like she's been like napping on it. Yeah, maybe she was napping on <laughs> I don't know, but it's just it's just <laughs> not – they don't look good, the curls today. I'm sorry, oh. Joyce, but they're flat. What? Oh, Yeah. I like the idea that Joyce was napping. Somehow that's yeah, really funny. I think so. And she was like, ah, have a good time at the dance. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was. Oh, and then the end, when Buffy's talking to Xander, this outfit, she's got a matching yes. um, 
top and shoes, they're like lavender color. Yeah. <gasps> they're beautiful. I want matching little lavender oh. shoes. And and she's got like a patterned pink and purple skirt. Yeah. It too. looked like florally or maybe like paint kind of brushy. I'm yeah. not sure. Paint brushy would be 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of floral in this too, but yeah. paint brushy is very common. Like Miss Calendar was wearing like a paintbrush like t-shirt. Oh yeah. Last yeah. time. So maybe Funky it was Funky t-shirt. <laughs> Funky. You know what I mean? In the <laughs> next category. Category is? Bewitched, bothered, bothered and, and bewildered. bewildered. There are things... I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Okay, Mara, let's, uh, let's chat about some of the things that made us feel icky and strange. Yeah, I feel like this is actually, like, the worst episode in all the episodes I've seen for, for troubling, things that are troubling in this, in this time. So they are doing this, like, world culture, I mean, it's an amazing whole school project they're doing. They're doing world culture days and they're having exchange students and they're going to learn about... Which still happens. Yeah. Exchange students is a thing. And they're going to learn about world cultures at the museum. So all this is is amazing. But um, then they have this world culture dance, which again, like the idea, I get mm-hmm. it. Like they're celebrating world cultures, but then they all have to dress up as a, as a culture, mm-hmm. I guess, um, which like... What is a culture? What is a race? What are they all dressing up as? Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the things are certainly troubling. Uh, I wrote down a couple of things I saw. Yeah, who did you see? Um, I saw, <laughs> like, what, quote-unquote, would be an Eskimo. Like, this is what... This the, is what Willow This was. is what Willow is going yeah. for. Uh, which we don't call people Eskimos no. um, because uh, a lot of the indigenous and Inuit community here in Canada are trying to step away from uh, calling Indigenous nations things that they they do not call themselves. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this is like colonizers' terms, Eskimos, like the things that uh, they were labeled for mm-hmm. a long time. So we're trying to get away from that. So that's why we wouldn't call someone an Eskimo. Mm-hmm. And just days. give more agency uh, to the, the, peoples, uh, the peoples who have been ignored mm-hmm. uh, for so long. And if they're asking for something, uh, just giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> just just uh, participating and, and cooperating together with uh, the desires of people to, to you know, cause less harm than, <laughs> than what was done in the past, which mm-hmm. this is certainly a way these people have decided to celebrate culture. Yeah. And, of course, there are more um, – uh, just way better ways of doing that. Yeah, and it's just mostly white kids at this dance yeah. that I saw just dressed up as um, there. There's a geisha, you know. There's yeah. a a Hasidic Jew I saw, which that one was like troubling. Didn't, didn't catch <laughs> I, that. I I believe I saw a Hasidic Jew, and I I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so just things like that. I mean, there was no blackface that I saw. Which... No, I love that we're patting the show on the back <laughs> for having no blackface. I, well, <laughs> no, it's true. Could it's have true. so easily had blackface in this scene. Yes, but I didn't see any. Well, we get Cordelia dressed up as a Polynesian person mm-hmm. or a Hawaiian person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All over the map. Uh, Xander, you think is is maybe dressed up like, um, a Mexican person or or, mm-hmm. or a Mexican rancher yeah. of some kind, and then you realize he's a Sicilian Italian rancher, which doesn't feel quite as terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know Italians happen to be a part of a more recent colonization that we are investigating and unpacking these mm-hmm. days. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That, that part of the whole concept of the episode, and and of course also, one hundred percent the portrayal of an Incan princess mm-hmm. is is incorrect. Yeah. Um. The the things that are redeeming about the episode are the genuine care that Buffy has for this like new friend. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it, it's incredibly superficial and strange. Yeah. And you get, you know, the protector of the Incan mummy girl wearing essentially, like, 
sand-colored pirate gear. <laughs> yeah, just pirate it's, outfit. <laughs> it's just it's just made up, right? It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit just um all over the place. Like they're like, ah, this is this culture. It just feels like there was no um research into really anything at all, but sort of a bit of a stereotype of definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Which is fine. It's also like a, a goofy romp like through this like thing. And and the reason why you can choose Incan culture is because we don't, you know, there are people who are Mexicans, ranchers in the world, but there's not like an Incan princess that still exists in the world. So we can kind of make up whatever we want about those people. And well, it's much easier. Yeah. The Quechua people are they do still exist mm-hmm. but but yes it yes like there are degrees of 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 this issue mm-hmm. and, and we can recognize that certainly yeah um she says is a white person <laughs> <laughs> um but but sure like there are there are redeeming parts about this episode because because the genuine care that they're taking with uh the story of this of this like tragedy yeah. that happened to this girl potentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so yeah. 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 There's that. There's um, that great fucking line. This isn't this doesn't necess- this is just a line that when the when the casual sexism comes into the show, I do like to talk about it. Also because mm-hmm. it is it is a, a it is humorous in this ep- like in this episode when Devin is talking about to Oz about why he doesn't like like light girls, like what's wrong with him? He could get so many girls because he's a Bates player and it's a currency, blah blah blah. <laughs> and Oz is like, "Well, you would like anyone who like walks or talks." And I, I like, you're just a horn dog guy. Mm-hmm. And and uh, <laughs> Devin's like, they don't gotta talk. <laughs> and it's like, oh fuck you, dude. But also, haha. <laughs> it is funny because like Seth Green is sort of. Being like, I, I like more than that. Although that's troubling too, like to be like, I like a girl with a brain, like who, whatever. They're just talking about women and like all these generalizations that is problematic. Yeah. But, yes. But it is, I wrote that line down because I thought it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just want to talk about human remains for just one moment. Yeah, this is a surprise. <laughs> I definitely knew we were going to talk about um, <laughs> cultural appropriation days. Yes. But. But I didn't know we were going to talk about human remains. So this is a huge thing in museums these days because um, for a long time, uh, anthropological collecting practices um, involved finding grave sites. Like it still does, like when you discover old. Well, because archaeology is dead people and garbage. Mm -hmm. That seems to be from what I've read and learned about. We're investigating a lot of cultures like debris and garbage. Yeah. Or their sacred places that mm-hmm. were preserved or their bones. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, a huge part of colonization was, um, for many different colonizing cultures, was to go to places. Um, destroy. Destroy and dig up the the cultures to, to study them, but also to take their treasures back, um, which included human remains and, and, and bodies at grave sites. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened a lot in the British Museum, for example. It's just one of the most famous examples because Britain colonized so many places mm-hmm. and they would go to these places and bring bring bodies back, bring mummies back. There's tons of mummies mm-hmm. in in the British Museum. But the this has gone on until like the early 1900s really. Like so in Canada, this is why like many different indigenous grave sites have been robbed and taken to museums. And so there's all these like bones of um, living cultures in museums. So um, we're often very accepting of dead cultures, quote unquote, like mummies, Egypt. People aren't like, people don't have necessarily like this strong familial history to this culture because it's very, very old. But we have uh, indigenous bones in our collections that can be like traced to people with living ancestors that are like displayed like that. So anyways, long story short, um, it is considered um, pretty unethical to display or even house human remains in your museum collections now. Mm. So you try and give them back to the, you try and repatriate the human remains to their original cultures, to their original um, family members that may be still living so that they can do um, probably cultural burials to put these people to rest. Yeah. Because um, we know that burying people is, 
is like, a, a, or just whatever you do with your dead people is different in all cultures and it's very important and sacred. So we have totally destroyed that um, practice of how we have buried these people and are displaying them. Well, yeah. Like, there's also, it's so interesting, right? Because, like, this show does it so well by just this traveling, this traveling fucking princess. Like, it's a circus. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's putting it on display, objectified, and, and yeah, like, she, she travels around. It just feels so, so much like a circus or so much like a form of entertainment. And also, if you think about it at all, you know that you don't have to move something or disturb something to learn about it. Yes. So, so, so these, you know, it's not like, it's not like all of archaeology is just going to cease to exist or the studying of other cultures that may not be your own is going to stop. Mm -hmm. It's just like actually investigating how and why we do what we do. Yeah. And why so many museums are thinking about how in legacy planning, mm -hmm. how they will be returning yeah, a lot of returning this shit. Returning all this shit that was yeah. just stolen. Because how did they get that Incan body? It means certain archaeologists went there and took it. Like, why is it? Why is it not? I don't know. Uh, it there is so many things to talk about. But just just want to put it out there that probably museums should never have human remains. That's my opinion. But. Well, there. I mean, the Incan princess is never uh, – well, she'll go back to her region mm -hmm. um, of Peru, uh, close to Cusco, mm -hmm. but she won't be having any arms because <laughs> Buffy – They've been ripped from her body. Because <laughs> Buffy ripped them off. Back from whence she came. That's right. Uh, quotes. Yeah. quotes. 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 <laughs> okay. I want to go first. Okay. Can I go first? Yes. Okay. I love this quote. It's so Willow. Mm -hmm. um, well, so I really love the quote, he's God's gift to the bell curve. I just think that's the one of the <laughs> most fantastic so insults. And like, got to write down a good insult. Um, can't <laughs> wait to get out and see you all again in the real world post-COVID and insult you all again. Can't wait <laughs> with all these fabulous insults. Um and then Willow's line, really close to that line, which is just, you just don't like him because of that time he beat you up every day for five years. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so, so much. And then, um, oh, what I love when Buffy at the end is like, she has these often these like witty like finishers, like scene finishers. Mm -hmm. They're like buttons, I guess. Yeah. When um, they've definitely figured out that Impata or that Impata is not Impata and that she is the princess. Mm -hmm. And she says, what kind of girl travels with um, a mummified corpse and doesn't carry a lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of girl? She's like, Giles, we've cracked the case. <laughs> My favorite quote of the episode is... Fruit drinky. <laughs> Get punchy. Get punchy. Fruit, Fruit drinky. drinky. <laughs> it's so funny and stupid. Oh my gosh, she's so terrible. I know. But I love her. I know, I love her too. Okay, well, thank you for joining. Yes. Can't wait for next episode. Mm -hmm. Will it be as important as this one? Can I tell you the title? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. It's called... Reptile Boy. Oh, <laughs> sounds really important to the plot. Hey, I think it sounds sexy. <laughs> Reptile Boy. Okay, bye-bye. Arg-ger? Grr. Arg.